Magazine to three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Osmond steps into a long-distance jumper. Allen to the bucket. He crushes it home. Off to Garland for three. He knocks it down. Drummond toward Valanciunas. Finds a cutter in a Coro, and a Coro thunders it home. By Kyrie. Sexton got it back. Nance for the tie. He knocks it down. Long hands it off the Sexton feed. Cavaliers by seven. And uh, Cleveland! This is for you! Hey, Chris Manning here from the Locked on Cavs podcast. Coming up on today's show, Evan and I are going to talk about Cavs Hornets from Friday, Cavs Wizards from Sunday, and then look ahead to Monday's Cavs Raptors game, uh, which Cleveland will probably, I could imagine, will perhaps be without some folks, but we don't know that as of yet. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Evan, how you doing, buddy? Uh, it's good. We were talking about this before we started recording. I had to go to Trader Joe's today to get some things. My girlfriend, I got her some flowers, too. And uh, You guys can't see it, but if you watch the lockdown now, it's probably going to get posted after we finished recording this about recapping tonight's loss to Washington. Um, I have a Japanese baseball league shirt on for the Hiroshima Toya Carp. I just wanted to get that correct. Um, and their logo and branding is identical to the Cincinnati Reds. And my dad got me this shirt like a year or two ago because he's a big Reds fan. And um, so this guy like quartered me. And he's like, so are you like a Japanese baseball league fan? And first off, I'm like, bro, six feet. And then like, I was taking it back. I'm like, no, not really. Just I like the shirt and a family member got it for me. He's like, oh, okay. And then, so I thought the conversation was over. So I walk up to the register to pay the guy like circled around and like confronted me at the front of like the register and like was just telling me about his trip to Japan and how he went to watch the Hiroshima Toya cart play and how they're his favorite team too. And that I should check out Japanese baseball. I'm just like, I will. So if this guy happens to be listening, no disrespect, really appreciate you sharing your passion with me. And maybe just maybe I should stop being a poser and check out Japanese baseball. But how are you? (laughs) I'm doing good. I made a homemade crunch wrap for dinner. Oh my god, you did? What'd you put on it? We'll talk about this later. I was waiting to tell you this until I saw you because I knew it would elicit some joy. Like a Michelob Ultra would, you know? Yeah, that they're not with us till Wednesday, but uh, as a Michelob Ultra partner, looking at the goodies they sent me, thanks again to Mickey Ultra, especially for the right, solar-powered right, Bluetooth speaker. Man, right, but the Cavs right. dropped one to the Hornets, Chris. That doesn't. It didn't spark a lot of joy, not... It was still a fun game. Like Ty Lue said, it's not about wins and losses. It's about wins and losses at this point. And the Cavs, the Cavs have got some pretty good learning experiences, All right. I'd say. So that game, if you don't already know, 108-102, to Charlotte wins. Colin Sexton had 28 and 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Darius had 27 and 6 assists. Uh, Isaiah Harden signed a 10 off the bench. Jared Allen had 15 and 9. Uh, Miles Bridges and P.J. Washington and Terrier each had 25 points for the Charlotte Hornets, who were um, still without Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball, two very key players for that team. So, Evan, uh, let, let's dive into MVP and stuff of the night. I, I think for me it's just Sexland and it's Sexland as a duo. Like, they were just what yep. worked for the team ultimately in yep. that game. It's another one of these games where both of these players are so great that you have to reward both of them for how well they played and – you're watching them grow and develop in real time. I think that's like the most impressive thing, especially Darius Garland, like Colin Sexton. 
the bar has been set. Like, this is kind of the expectation. Like, a guaranteed 18 to 20, mid-20 points every night on some pretty efficient shooting, some good free show throw shooting, some good assists to Jared Allen, and just easy reads as well. Like, these both, these two have been playing really well, and the Cavs were hanging pretty tough against Charlotte for a while, and kind of slipped away from it in the end, but that's actually, you know, the case for both of these games that we're going to be talking about in these next two segments, but it's, you know, this, is, this is a good one, but yeah, I agree, and it's it's an easy pick. It's Sexland as a tandem. Uh, Chris, what was your play of the night pick? My play of the night was a Darius Garland um, finish um, th- that made Austin Carr cackle. Um, There's something that just warms my heart whenever I hear Austin Carr laugh. Oh, like, we we will talk about Austin Carr in the in the segment of the Wizards game because we got story time with Austin Carr and that was quite funny and talking about his football days and how he used to love the lead with his head, which I'm like Austin, my guy, <laughs> tough look for you. But end of the first half, Darius kind of uh, he goes against the screen that Jared Allen sets for him at the top of the key. He gets into the lane and uh, is able to finish through a little bit of contact, kind of like a one-leg little floating finish away. Just kind of really impressive shot-making and uh, making the most of an uncomfortable situation for Darius to just kind of pull that off in that spot. Yeah, my play in the night pick also involves Darius Garland, but it's a little bit flashier. Yours was pretty flashy, too, let's be honest. But it was his no-look pass to Jared Allen. Like, ooh. I talked about them for the my locked on now tonight where the Cavs have a legitimate one-two punch with Garland operating as the maestro and the threat on the perimeter and Jared Allen being that paint beast that he is. And also, sneaky passer from the elbow. A little weird that the Cavs ran the offense through him at times, but you know what? Try it. I don't care. Um, talk about the Wizards game, not the Hornets game. But it was just a cool play. That's Like I said, I'm a simple man. If I see something cool, going to shout it out. And Garland's no look past Allen is my pick. Yeah, that left-handed throw for him is just dope. He's getting... He's just so crafty out there like it's it's fun and it's also neat to see how many players like chris paul and or not sorry there's my there's my thing darius garland colin sexton have worked with like darius is mentored by brad beal colin's mentored by chris paul like there's some legitimate stars in both of their corners and it's and Dwayne wade for chris, colin as well like the legitimate stars in their corners and it's just neat to see yeah it's interesting to see the that generation that's a little obviously much you know older than them that you know had been able to set up aau teams that you guys become affiliated with in some way it's just kind of a cool little wrinkle in, in their journeys all right evan stat of the night in this game for you is is what Again, another little simple thing, something that, you know, is becoming a bit of a common trend. 27 assists on 41 makes for Cleveland. It's just good offensive basketball. Like, this Cavs game was competitive down the stretch. It got a little bit out of hand towards the end, but they they tried their best to contain Terry Rozier and is a little bit of a fool's errand like it usually is whenever the Cavs play him, but it's just a good sign of efficient basketball. And shouts to Justin Rowan. Like, the Cavs are taking more threes, and I guess apparently this is people thought this was a thing with JB. No, the, the, the Rockets took a lot of threes under JB, and Memphis took a decent amount of threes under JB as well. The Cavs are looking more like a modern offensive team because they're taking more threes, and they're not making them, obviously, because Kevin Love's shots just kind of abandoned him on the perimeter, but... And he's like Cleveland's leading three-point shooter at this point ever since he's really made his serious comeback. But 27 assists on 41 makes is an encouraging sign, and hopefully it's something they build on. And still pulling the Wizards' stats, and doesn't look like it, but, you know, it's an encouraging sign at least. Yeah, so my stat is just this weird reality where the Cavs shot over 50% and the Hornets shot like a little worse than them, and the Cavs still just like sort of were outgunned. I am... Yeah, how often is it? It, it happened well, again against Washington. Cleveland shot fifty-one point three percent, and the Wizards shot forty-eight point three percent from the floor. Like it's weird. It's happened two games in a row. So he, the the actual stat here is that the Hornets took eleven more shots than the Cavs. 
And and I'm gonna uh, do I'm, I'm what I'm gonna do. Oh my god, the Wizards took eleven more shots than the Cavs. Yes, yes, that's a tease. But um, I'm going to try to write about this for Friday and to see if there's something the Cavs are doing that is like limiting their possessions or or whatever, or causing teams to just wreck. I'm gonna see if this is like a trend or if this is just like a weird weekend thing because I just noticed it and was like, huh, huh. That's weird. That's suboptimal. No, it is. It, it's well, it's suboptimal. It's also interesting. It's an interesting anomaly. Chris, uh, the calculator Manning over here. Really um, uh, it's, the numbers. it's it's funny because I'm actively was didn't care about math once I like started like caring about much more about books in high school. But Evan, we got to pay some bills. Some bi. Something wrong with caring about books, you silly goose. Let's go find you a pond. But before we get there, like you said, we got to pay some bills. So first, I want to tell everyone what our friends are at Indeed. Indeed is the job site, yes, the job site that makes hiring easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster and only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications. And you can schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting and hiring the right talent fast and easy. Within tools like Indeed and Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fit your job description immediately and Indeed skills test that on average reduce hiring time by 27%. If you're hiring, you need Indeed and get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com locked. Again, get a $75 credit at Indeed.com locked. To get to upgrade your job post and indeed.com. Indeed.com slash locked offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Again, it's indeed.com slash locked. Let me tell you about our other sponsor, Built Bar. As you know at this point, if you're a regular listener to this show, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And they have 18 amazing flavors to choose from, including the Season 2 collection as a Fortnite guy. It makes more sense oh if you say God. this. Evan, well, I played Season Fortnite. 2 favorite tough. flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And there's also the 12 classic season one flavors. They're the Jonesies of the group. You got coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, banana bread, peanut butter, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate orange, toffee almond, coconut, peanut butter brownie. And they are covered in 100% chocolate and they are soft and easy to chew. And they're also great for those who are health conscious. They help you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for those on a keto diet. One of my favorite flavors, and without a doubt, I wish it won the Built Bar March Madness Tournament, is Cookies and Cream. It has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Chris, you got a favorite flavor? You don't have to share the stats. I'm just curious. Coconut Brownie Chunk probably is my, is my go-to, and they just restocked that, which is great. Yeah, no, if you are interested in getting coconut brownie chunk or cookies and cream or any of the flavors I mentioned, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com and there is a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Hey, Cleveland, the draft is this week and guess what? It's in Cleveland, so this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch three live days of coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th all the way to May 1st. All right, Evan, let's talk about Cavs-Wizards, a game that was a ton of fun, was very tense late. Would you call it magical? 
Just because they play the Wizards? Um, I was trying to come up with like a Bullets pun, but I I wasn't prepared. Mm. Mm. And Bullets is just not a good. I, I mean, I guess it's unique. They only, just... and they changed it. Well, they and they changed it. I believe to like I think the the Reagan assassination. No, it's because of um. There, it's because of the violent crime rate in the greater DC area. Also, shouts to DC. The Senate is not going to approve it, but they could be the 51st state in the Union. We're talking about history. The Cavs could be one of the last teams to play in the Republic of Columbia, District of Columbia, whatever. But either way, I think it's because they changed the name because of gun violence. I'm going to check into this while you talk. It was a fun game. I already have an article up that's going to explain this, and I'll, 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 we'll come back to this. But um, so. Evan, this game, again, was, I think, a lot of fun. was very close. Cleveland played very well. I think very well could have won this game. Uh, won the first quarter by five, went down in the, at, by halftime, and then won the third quarter by nine, and then only was able to muster 17 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Darius Garland was awesome in this game with 28 and nine assists. Um, did have six turnovers and did have three possessions in a row in the fourth that really kind of doomed the team in a lot of ways. Colin Sexton was out due to concussion. Um, and Jetty Osmond, after five games uh, breaking up DNPs, came in the starting lineup and played great. 19 points, five assists, three of six from three, had a steal, two rebounds as well. Kevin Love had 12 and five, and Jared Allen, 27, a career high 27, to go 12 rebounds and three blocks. Um, you know, the Cavs bench kind of got outdone. We'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about that in some way. But Evan, who's your MVP? Because I, I think there's really two choices. I think you and I are on the same page. My pick's Darius Garland in this one. He was awesome in this game. He finished the night with 28 points, 9 assists, 4 boards, 1 steal, 6 turnovers, which stinks, but he looked so damn good, especially in the second half when he was just drilling them from beyond the arc. And like I talked about in our Locked On now, um, the Cavs have a 1-2 punch between him and Jared Allen, and I think he should be the other MVP pick. I'm not sure who your pick oh, is. Oh, yeah. Without This is, you know, he had, I think, started off a little slow, but he was awesome towards the end of this game. Wildly, wildly efficient, like always. But Darius was great, and the reason why he hit four of his nine assists of the night were Jared and the pick and roll, and that is such a good play for the Cavs. And it's going to be something that good teams like i'm not the, the wizards are hot but they're not a good team um that's going to be something that good teams zero in on going forward because that's like a legitimate option the Cavs have offensively yeah and i you know i think like this game you saw them like you know they're figuring some stuff out in some ways like you saw mm-hmm. um you know they were trying to get they're still trying to get kevin some easy looks like jetty i think really did a good job of being a secondary creator and moving the ball and keeping the offense moving like it was the kind of jetty that we haven't seen very much of um you know, Isaac, you know, Isaac, again, like had a very foul prone, heavy game, um, but still was giving good effort on defense and then still had had a good drive with his left hand um, in the second half, you know, made four of his six free throw attempts, like really got to have all five starters in double digits, a core with 10 yeah. as the low man. So that was at least a positive. Um, but as you alluded to, Jared Allen, my other guy, just a really, really good performance. Him and um and uh and Gafford and Daniel Gafford really kind of went head to head in a bunch of spots which is kind of funny but Jared Allen was really really good and as a segue he's my play of the night because um he saved the Cavs at one point on defense when uh Garland and Okoro absolutely botched a pick and roll uh defense and Allen just ate it up and blocked the shot and kick-started a fast break on the other end just like completely shows you like what kind of value he can provide that even though like obviously the the main reason you do it is you want us to build the defense and you want us to have a, a general support system in place for your smaller guards he's also got that ability to really kind of 
bust up a play um, when when things mm-hmm. get go a little down south. So him just just completely destroyed pick and roll. Looked like an easy two points for the Wizards, and and he just completely wiped it out. Yeah, my my play that it also includes young Allen as well, but on the offensive side of the ball, and the Cavs kind of fell apart offensively because Matthew Delavadova Matthew Delavadova saves the ball from going out of bounds. He kicks it to Darius Garland, who passes it to Isaac Okoro, who passes it to the Larry Dance, who begins to cut towards the basket, and then just. She bounces a bounce pass to Allen, and Jared goes up and dunks it. Like Jared Allen is a good safety blanket for a lot of these Cavaliers. He's going to generate a lot more assists naturally just because he is such a high-level threat at the rim, and he's so consistent, you know, such a high-percentage shooter or, a te- I don't know, offensive player at the rim is the better way to say this. But that's my play of the night. It was just a fun play. It was just everybody on the floor touched the balls. kind of like a – it's just it's just a nice little thing to see. Uh, my other picks are just Darius Garland just ripping him from three and third quarter. Like, I just – I love watching him. He When he gets hot, he's exciting. Him firing up threes with, like, kind of not reckless abandon, but, like, fluidity is just such a marked change from what we see. Dude, that him. step back – um, I think it's over Thomas. For, sorry, Garrison Matthews. That step back over Garrison Matthews. I think it was in the second or third quarter. I was just like, oh my, okay. We're 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 cooking with grease right now well, instead of just the usual Darius. Um, and then uh, you, I t- Justin Rowan hacked my account and I tweeted out an Al Pacino clip from the movie Heat. Yeah, and I told you to stop being horny on Maine. So is. Yeah, that was, that was a Rowan-ass tweet. It was a little underappreciated. Those listening, go to Chris's Twitter and just look for an Al Pacino click and just give it a like and Dunk tell it. him your favorite Tell him your favorite Joker moment <laughs> while you're there. That's, that's just that's rude. I will deactivate my account at that point. Um, Evan, stat of the night for you is what? Hmm. 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 My stat of the night is probably the fact that I was actually surprised. It's a weird parallel, like you said, of the shooting between the Hornets. They The Cavs had 28 assists on 40 makes. It's, again, a simple thing, but the Cavs just have really good – they had a good offensive flow at points tonight, and it was clearly evident, especially in the first half when the Cavs were really moving the rock, especially Darius just kind of leading the initiative on that. But 28 assists on 40 makes, that's my stat of the night. Simple man, good offense, that's all I need. What's your pick? It's it's oh well, I'm gonna do two because I don't oh, want to okay. steal the same one from the last one. So uh, the eleven shot difference that just ultimately matters. Like that is ultimately just like a thing. And the Cavs had uh, just in terms of bench points, um, they had no player score in more than five points off the bench. The bench, uh, which was Nance, Wade, Stevens, Hartenstein, Delhi, and Broderick Thomas, had a combined fourteen points. That is not good. No, it's 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 not. And, and Robin Lopez himself had 14 points. Daniel Gafford had 12. Uh, Ish Smith had 8. Garrison Matthews had 8. And Davis Bertans had 9. So, tough. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough look for our Cleveland Cavaliers in this one. Not really ours, but you know what I mean. But, um, yeah, the lack of bench production is sometimes troublesome for the Cavs and a bit of their Achilles heel, especially because they have a little... Like, Broderick Thomas... I'm still not 100% sold on him, but, like, Lamar Stevens is a defensive player. Isaiah Hartenstein, there's only so much he can do, and he better operates in spacing. Larry Dance Jr., hopefully he's okay. We talked about maybe the Cavs not being fully healthy for this game because Larry was clenching his hand a little bit in this one. He looked like he kind of got banged up down to the end, so I wouldn't be surprised if he had the night off tomorrow. But like, And Matthew Delvedova cannot hit the blind side of a barn door if he's you're asking him to shoot from beyond the arc. So it's, like, really Larry, and that's it. And it's just, like, a bunch of either defensive specialists or players that have, like, one-track abilities. And, like, Dean Wade, hardly played played six minutes and i don't know the Cavs. 
lack of bench production is certainly hurting, and maybe they lean on Jetty a little bit more down the stretch, too, if they really become seriously concerned about that. And I don't know if they will, because that's the problem. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's take one more break here. We got another round of bills to pay, and I'm going to tell everyone about our friends at BetOnline. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet bet, excuse me, on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, the NFL Draft is coming up. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Did you put in Oscar bets, Evan? Did you, did, what, did you put money on, like, Chadwick so, Boseman, like, cashing that easy check on, on the late great Chadwick winning in Best Actor? That feels really grimy for me to win money off the death of Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, but here's a confession. I'm a baby. Here's, here's a confession on my part. I'm not the biggest fan of award shows. I don't really like to listen to out-of-touch celebrities try and tell common people how bad their lives are and how they understand it. So it's kind of where I'm at. But I usually just check, check who wins what reward, awards. I see who was nominated for Best Picture. I haven't checked it out. I usually check it out. So let's just talk, let's talk more about Bet Online. <laughs> the person who does it at award shows is Joaquin Phoenix. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts and the official betting partner of the LOCKEDON Podcast Network. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by LOCKEDON and Odyssey is happening right now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConforna, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team are making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. All right, Evan, let's dive into Cavs Raptors, uh, which comes from Tampa, Florida on Monday. Uh, Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Raptors a little deep, a little closer to the uh, playing tournament than the Cavs are at this are point. You, are you, are you, if, are you, do you stand the Tampa Bay Raptors because you were a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan no. by uh, blood? No, my, my dad, uh, nah, he's, he's a Cavs kid. My dad's big into Darius Garland, big, big into Darius Garland. Ah, a man of taste, I see. We should have your dad on and ask him about, you know, the question in the room. Uh, if my if we had a golf podcast, my dad would come on. Otherwise, he's, he's on. I do have to – I did promise – hold on, I got to read something for the folks here really quick. So um, I got a text from uh, my buddy Kevin before this game that we're just going to turn into, like, Simmons having his dad on, but it's just going to be, like, my friend Kevin. Um <laughs> So like not like so, angry Celtics ran for fifty minutes, but he said there you go. he said uh, he texted me Garland is so fun and then said like when I saw Colin was out my reaction was all right Dar- all right still get to watch Darius um, and he also called him quote the most entertaining player on the team by far end quote yeah I know he's he, Just, he's right Darius Darius has I mean Colin too and Colin's hot he's fun as heck to watch like. Um, speaking of Simmons, I think about him and Jalen Rose and how they used to text each other about like league pass players and how like certain players like oh if they're getting hot tune into them on league pass like Colin and Darius are really well both of those players like Jared Allen is just consistent as heck and like he's part of the show too but like those two are so dynamic at times and it's just, like I said it's fun to watch them grow in real time. Anyway, so Evan, what are you looking for in this game? Um, I would I would be shocked by all accounts of Colin Sexton played. Um, he won't. Yeah, I I, I would expect some people. Um, I, I would expect to see some people maybe rat, like it wouldn't shock me if Kevin Love didn't play, but we'll see. 
No, yeah, we'll see if Kevin Love plays. I wouldn't be surprised if Larry Dance doesn't play because of the hand thing. I don't know if we really have an update on it. Um, yeah, I mean, we didn't. It, it, like he, uh, we didn't do media. Yeah, so. he just in case people didn't watch for whatever reason. Um, in he seemed to hurt his hand in the fourth quarter and then played through it a little bit and then came out and I don't really know what kind of came of that. Yeah, um, I'm scrolling through now, so it doesn't seem like there's any pertinent updates yet on things, but I wouldn't be surprised if Larry doesn't play. Maybe, I doubt Jamie Dotson will even play, even though he'll be available. Um, we might see more of the G League and two-week guys and things like that. I know Lamar and Dean are converts of that, but you might see more of them tomorrow. We might see more of Darius Garland, but this is an interesting matchup because Toronto, is Kyle Lowry available? Um, I'd have to look. They did locked on Cavs. We're both really prepared. I, I honestly, Evan, in my head, the Cavs had a back to back with the Wizards. That's where my oh, they like that, like a home and home. Or like no, like they were gonna to play twice in 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 the capital or something. Like I generally, okay. I generally just in my head Here, like was just off. Here's who is out for um the Raptors tomorrow. Chris Boucher um, and Paul Watson. Hopefully his middle name isn't Joseph. Uh, Rodney Hood is probable and Jalen Harris is questionable. I need you to vamp for a minute because that was that was well done. Just saying, man. That would be really unfortunate if his, his full name was Paul Joseph Watson. Like, I'd, I'd bully him. If, 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 I, I hope for our listeners are too online and don't know who that is. Um, if, if you do know it is, then there's two questions. But um, I, I, I guess Evan, here's my question about the two-way guys part of this. I just would like rather just see Lamar than like yeah. Like, I, I just this might qu- be a good opportunity yeah. for Lamar because when Okoro was in foul trouble, JB went to Lamar to kind of throw him on like Westbrook like after or he Bradley played Beal. Broderick first. Yeah, but I think because Broderick presents a little bit more of a jump shooter's upside, too, because Lamar isn't the best shooter, all things considered. But I don't know. I think you have a little bit more familiarity with Lamar and a little bit more trust, too. Uh, he's not really – maybe he is getting those Alphonse and McKinney honors, but at the same time, like, he's not a bad, like, defensive player on the perimeter, and I think that's just a proven thing. But maybe you need a little bit of an offensive punch, too, because the Cavs were – Trading shots and baskets with the Wizards at that point, so maybe they wanted to see if Broderick could give him a little bit of a push. Yeah, I just want to see Lamar get like 15 minutes a game the rest of the season. Yeah, I think I don't know if that's really doable. Um, I I mean I, I mean, Torian Torian Prince is out. I know Zach Lowe said that the Cavs should kind of trim back Delhi's minutes and play more of Lamar Stevens yeah. and play more Jetty Osman and play Jetty Osman as like the backup point guard at this point. Don't think that's a bad idea. Uh, Justin Rowan talked about it on the chase down as well. And I think that's a good idea too, but I don't know. I think the Cavs do need to find a way to fit Lamar more into their rotation because his defensive upside at least is interesting to note. And I think, you know, especially because Okoro does struggle with fouls sometimes against elite players, not saying Westbrook's elite, but he's still a huge threat, but Lamar Stevens is, He's an option, and I know our Bill DeFilippo checks are never going to dry out the more we talk about Lamar Stevens, but he's he's good, and I think he does need more minutes. So, and I just look at this, and it's like you're out, of, you're bas- you're functionally out of the playing tournament race now, like that, that. that. Oh yeah, there's there's six games back Washington, and they play Washington again on Friday, and let's say Cleveland beats Toronto, and they beat whoever whomever they play Wednesday. I don't know who they play. Not thinking that the, the Magic. Let's say they beat the Magic, which is very well could because Orlando is really trying to get two top picks because they got a pick from Chicago, which is still crazy to me. But at this point, 
you just really start to think like yeah the Cavs are probably out of the play and then you start looking towards the future and i know like trying to be competitive is like the Cavs mo this year but you also got to start thinking about it what's up next in like in next year as well yeah and that you want to get longer looks at these guys and see kind of what how they handle some of this stuff get some your guys some rest and um evan let's mm-hmm. just, let's end on let's end on we're each going to do one take-a-thon sim here okay oh boy so i'm gonna go first okay god there's so much pressure i hope i get the first pick. and i got number one Cade cunningham cleveland cavalier book it here okay okay Okay. I got seven. So, Cade Cunningham goes to Orlando. Jalen Suggs goes to Houston. Evan Mobley goes to Toronto. Jalen Green goes to Golden State. Jonathan Kaminga goes to Detroit, which that's unfortunate. Scotty Barnes goes to Oklahoma City. And Jalen Johnson goes to Cleveland, who I like it if the Cavs ended up there. Isn't the worst option. Corey Kispert going to Sacramento. That just reeks of effect. That just reeks of it. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I've, I did one of the situations where the Cavs fall the nine and had them taking uh, Davion Mitchell from Baylor, and I, like, cackled a little bit. But um, just... Bro, that's that would make that would make me actually sick. It'd be a really extremely weird take. Just so everyone knows uh, where the Cavs are draft-wise, let's just, up, let's just update this because we did this. Cavs are basically kind of pretty clearly going to be the sixth worst team in the league unless something sort of changes in a way we don't expect. Um, as we're looking at it right now, as Evan alluded to, they're a full game behind the Thunder. They're two and a half games back of the Magic, three and a half back of Detroit, four and a half back of the Wolves, and six and a half back of the worst team in the NBA, the Houston Rockets. So, and, and on the other end, they are three and a half games bet like worse, but better in the draft standings than the Sacramento Kings, and then four games better than Chicago, Toronto, and then five of New Orleans, and you and you kind of go on from there. So, in yeah. terms of pick odds, and just... They're only a game back of Oklahoma City, but Oklahoma City, like you said, it's impressive. They've lost 13 games in a it, row. it is unabashed tanking in a in a very nutty way. But uh, the Cavs pick odds as of right now, and this wouldn't shock me if this is where they end up, is, is this. 9% number one, 9.2 number two, 9.4% number three, 9.6 number four. They cannot pick fifth. And then 8.6 number six. 29.7 at number 7, 20.6 at number 8, 3.7% at number 9, and then 0.2% at number 10. They have an average pick position of 5.5. Yeah, it's not the terrible spot to be in. Like, I kind of talked about this with a piece for Forbes. Like, the Cavs could, should probably just try to keep winning because I don't know if they're really going to catch up to anybody. And, like, their schedule gets they they, they are not going to out-tank any of these teams on purpose. No. So, there's no point in, like, trying to actively lose. And I think it's also conducive to trying to build some type of culture. And I think trying to be, remain competitive is a good thing. And, like, looking at their schedule strength, Cleveland is 12th with the remaining opponents, their easiest opponents being... Orlando, Toronto, Washington two two more times, surprisingly enough, in the Pacers. But they still have to play the Suns, the Nets, the Mavericks twice, Boston, and Portland. Like things will balance out eventually. Maybe Cleveland drops a little bit more, but who knows? Oklahoma City also has a way easier schedule. No, they have the seventh hardest schedule remaining, and they still have to play Sacramento, New Orleans, Indiana. But they also, or no, that's their easy games. They also have to play the Jazz who clinched a playoff first. Shouts to David Locke and congrats to his Jazz. The Suns, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Warriors. Like, Oklahoma City, they ain't catching up to. And then the remaining, like, bad teams have, like, the Heat Rockets have 
the tough one of the, the second toughest schedule. The Raptors at the third toughest schedule. Chicago fourth. Um, it, it could get a little murky. Maybe Cleveland slips one more spot to seven. That could happen too. Yeah. All right. That's going to be it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a recap of Cavs Raptors and talking about some other things. Thanks again to our sponsors, Indeed, Built Bar, Rock Auto, and Bet Online for sponsoring the show. I'll go in our show notes below if you want to get information how you can support our sponsors for supporting us. But until tomorrow, this has been Locked On Cavs. I'm Chris. He's Evan. Talk to you tomorrow. Locked On Cavs is your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast covering the latest news, rumors, and game action from the Wine and Gold. You can follow us on social at Locked On Cavs or give us a call and leave a voicemail and we'll answer your questions live at 440-673-3605. If you want to contact the show, email us at LockedOnCavs at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is by going to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and leaving us a five-star rating and review. It's produced and hosted by Chris Manning and Evan Damerl.